Welcome to another edition of Revealing the Diamond. I'm your host, Tiago Prem. Today, we're talking all about mercy and forgiveness. It's what the world needs now, and I'm looking forward to exploring that with y'all on today's episode. Let's get into it. Before we start the show, I'd like to thank our sponsor, Minds Die. Thank you, Minds Die, for everything you do to support the show. If you could use custom dyed like indigo or any natural kind of dyes, her work is brilliant. Please check her out. Go to Instagram, Minds Die, or go to the Etsy store and check out the Minds Die. Get yourself a kimono or some bed sheets or buy a complete set for your sweetheart. Her work is amazing. I highly recommend it. Thanks for sponsoring the show, Minds Die. Love you. All right, everybody, as I mentioned at the start of the show, we're going to talk all about mercy and forgiveness today. Before we get into it, I want to say thank you to everyone who sent me notes, who's bought the Quick Fix 6 course, uh, and who have applied for mentorship as of late. I appreciate all of you and longtime students who've been mentoring with me. Thank you, thank you, thank you for supporting me and believing in me. Uh, while you've been on your journey, whether that's in recovery or as a yoga teacher or whatever it might be, thank you for your support. If you love the show, one of the great ways to support the show is to just tell your friends about it. That's a great way. Also, if you love the show, share it on your social media platform so other people learn about it. You know, just post us up. Um, if you want to know where we're available, we're available on YouTube, we're available on Spotify, we're available on Apple Podcasts. If you want to read my articles and uh, journal entries, there's two ways to do it. You can go to medium.com and follow Tiago Prem. All my articles are there. Or you can go to tiagoprem.com. Did I say that right? Yeah, I think I said that right medium.com search tiago prem or go to tiagoprem.com and click on the journal tab and the journal tab will also open up all the articles if you want to meditate with me i'm on insight timer there's lots of great meditations on there including a meditation connected to today's show so stay tuned for that it's a loving kindness meditation to support you in your forgiveness practice um, that's been something that has been so 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 helpful for me on my journey uh, whether it's in recovery or just, you know, healing relationships with people that hurt me or that I hurt from the past. So I think forgiveness is very important during this time. I think we forget it and we forget about it and it's keeping us from uh, necessary healing during this time. And uh, I'm excited to share the article with you or the journal entry that I wrote. And um, if you would like to share some of your stories about how forgiveness and mercy has played a major role in your life, please send them to me, tiagoprem at tiagoprem.com. I'll share them on the air. I'd be happy to do that. I think that's it for our intro. So thanks for tuning into the show. Let's go. What the world needs now is mercy and forgiveness right here on Revealing the Diamond. All right, everybody, I'm going to share from the article. You can find it on Medium. You can also find it on tiagoprem.com. And then we'll sort of riff on it as we go along. What the world needs now is mercy and forgiveness. When I look out at the world today, especially at the conversations and narratives on social media, 
I've been seeing and hearing a lot of people demanding perfection from their neighbors. It seems as if there is some unwritten law that says you can't stand up for the rights and freedoms of others because you fail to represent every single group or demographic on earth, or that we should only listen to you if you've never made a mistake in the past, or that if you continue to make mistakes today, then you are somehow unworthy of any form of mercy or compassion in the present moment. That's harsh, y'all. You may be pro this, but you're anti that, and so therefore your vote doesn't count. Or you've caused pain and suffering in the past, and so your attempts to bring medicine into the present or future don't matter. This is such a bleak and limited way to see our neighbors. It's exhausting, and it pains my heart. And the reason it's so painful and exhausting is that we're refusing to give people a chance neglecting the potential that forgiveness can create, the incredible change that can grow out of facing adversity, that can grow out of addiction, that can grow out of a willingness to forgive, which includes the people who don't deserve it. If you're looking for perfection when it comes to creating change in our world, you'll be waiting around forever. That's the beautiful thing about grace, about mercy, about forgiveness, it defies logic. It requires the courage and surrender of an open heart. It requires a laying down of our need to be right. Even if we are right, you hear that one? It requires a laying down of our need to be right, even if we are right. Embracing a willingness to choose love and see the potential for healing, even in the most horrific conditions and circumstances. Now, here's a hot tip, y'all. Don't let rules, whether they are biblical or religious rules, or the new rules of the spiritual or the woke on social media, or any other dogma for that matter, don't let rules stop you from loving your neighbor. I have a sordid past. I've hurt a lot of people. I've lied, I've cheated, I've stolen, I've been violent, I've been disrespectful to women. The list goes on and on and on. And yet there were people who were willing to give me a second chance. And in some cases, many, 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 many chances. A family friend who helped me to explore other avenues of faith when I felt suffocated by the religion of my upbringing. And this is even though, aside from the fact that he was a member of the community and the faith that I felt at the time was doing the suffocating. You know, that's something that really drew me into the Sikh faith when I heard that there were martyrs within the Sikh faith, including a ninth guru of the Sikh tradition, who gave their life for people who practiced a different faith or religion. Dude, today, (laughs) today, if you go on social media, we wouldn't even like do something nice, like, you know, buy a drink or a sandwich for somebody who shares different views than us. In fact, we just block and unfollow, block and unfollow, block and unfollow. What if the ninth guru just said, block and unfollow, we're just going to do our thing. Right? 
Or my family friend who saw that I was interested in Eastern philosophy and Buddhism and yoga, and my parents who were young parents, they had us young, didn't know what to do with that because they had a limited scope from their experience. And so they kind of said, oh, block and unfollow to what I was doing. Don't read those books. Don't do that. And he saw me secure in his faith, Christian man. You know, I grew up in the church. And he goes, wow, this kid's really interested in this stuff. Let's, uh, let's see if we can learn something about Buddhism and yoga. And maybe I'll learn something too. Without feeling like, oh, he's trying to convert me or these other ways of practice are evil, block and unfollow. It doesn't work like that. And it requires an open heart and an open mind. And, he, you know, he didn't become wishy-washy. His faith was secure. And I know it takes time to get into that secure faith, and I, I can have compassion for that. But I'm so thankful for that, and the world needs that now because we're at this point where if anybody is has a slight different viewpoint than we do, then we block, unfollow, get upset, you know, have a temper tantrum, go on a keyboard and type a bunch of uh, words, disrespect each other uh, in the realm of the intellect. But I'm so thankful that I, I, I was blessed. I had somebody who, was, who could see me, even though our views were different. I had a Christian rehab center that took me in when I was at my worst, who fed me, clothed me, and put a roof over my head for a whole year when I didn't have the money to pay. Oh, grace, forgiveness, mercy. And people who, anonymous donors who funded a place like that so that I could go there and heal. I'm so thankful for that. I've had yoga teachers who have supported me to be in trainings, who allowed me to sleep in their studios when I had nowhere to sleep, who gave me opportunities to teach and fed me physically and spiritually when I didn't have enough money to pay my own rent or to pay for the full training or at times to even eat. They extended a hand. And I've done my best to do that for other folks. You know, yes, it costs this much. Yes, I have to pay the rent. Yes, I would prefer that you pay. But if you can't pay, I still want you here. I even had, you know, when I was really having a hard time in my life 20 years ago, I even ripped off some friends who were, that I was selling drugs for, ripped them off, stole thousands of dollars from them, and I had them forgive me for that fiendish, addictive behavior because they saw there was some potential in me and said, you're not, you're not meant to be a drug dealer. You're called to something greater. What? That's the power of grace and forgiveness, y'all. And I could go on and on and on. You know, if you asked anyone, including my own mother, if they thought that before I went to rehab 20 years ago, I would do something with my life that would be of help to one person besides myself, most people would have said, 99% would have said, no way. There's no way. But here I am because of forgiveness and mercy the forgiveness that I've had to give to others and the forgiveness that others have blessed me with. And I'm doing my best to serve, to love, and forgiveness is at the heart of that.
Let's take a little break here and remind you that I have the Quick Fix 6 course available now. This is the foundation or the structure of my daily practice that has supported me in my recovery, in my growth spiritually, supports me in my devotional practice, and has brought me back to practice after all of the stuff that happened around Kundalini Yoga. It's a multidisciplinary course, so different styles of yoga, three different practices that can be done together as one complete practice. I'm really proud of the work. We filmed it in Panama. My partner, SJ, does the modeling for it. There's video practices. There's audio versions of the practices. There's a digital manual. It's amazing. Um, I'm super happy with it. And there's some great people doing the practice now. So thank you, everyone who's participated in it up to now. Get it today. It's only 49 US dollars, you know, and you can bring this into your daily practice or share it with your friends or share it with anybody who might need it. If you want to go deeper in that work, there's always the option to do a mentorship where I can work one-on-one -on -one with you and design some things custom for you. You can get all the info you need at tiagoprem.com. Do the quick fix six or apply for mentoring today. Love you. Welcome back, everybody. So there are two primary reasons that I keep showing up with a willingness to serve. Two primary reasons. And the first is the grace of God. You know, I've had times when I've been agnostic or even would have called myself an atheist or I don't believe in God or I've had all sorts of different flavors of experience as I pass through different times in my life. And when I look back, I can see for me personally, God has been there for me through all of it. When I've been in a place where I really screwed up, destroyed a relationship, was violent towards others, was deceitful, broke trust in a relationship for the umpteenth time, I have found comfort in prayer. And whether that prayer, when I wasn't, when I was like, I don't believe there's a God, that prayer was me talking to me, my inner knower, my highest self. And then after I've had some experiences recently and I'm like, I believe in God and I believe in Jesus and it feels so great to be home. And I still recognize that if it wasn't for Guru Nanak, I wouldn't have had that experience. If it wasn't for the Sikhs, if it wasn't for yoga, if it wasn't for addiction, if it wasn't for the teachers that I had, if it wasn't for, you know, it was all God. And I'm learning at 40 years old that there's so much comfort in prayer. And it's not so much about asking God bless me or get me out of this. It's just about being open and honest and sharing what's on my heart. Through the years, God has been faithful and has provided me with yet another opportunity to make it right, to try again, and to try again, and to try again, and to try again. That's the grace of God, another opportunity to choose love. And then the second reason is that the answers to those prayers, you know, when I've needed support, when I've needed guidance, when I've felt lost, when I've been in apathy, when I've been in addiction, when I've been in... You screwed up after screwed up the answer to those prayers has come in the form of another person who was willing to forgive you know i've been reflecting there's a great account uh on instagram called god behind bars some of you have seen me share that on my instagram that instagram account i just go on there and i watch like a minute video and i see people who are serving maximum sentences whose lives are being changed in prison, and it brings me to tears every time. If I need a, 
If I need a dose of spirit, I just go on that account and I'm just like, oh, thank God. There are prisons full of people who our society has given up on. And at the same time, there are people who go into those spaces with guitars and microphones to share gospel music and a message of resurrection with the inmates for turning death to life. There are also yoga teachers and meditation teachers who enter those prison walls to share a healing practice and a message of hope and redemption. That's so amazing. And when we're looking out at the world and we're seeing all of the pain and suffering, we forget about that. Y'all have probably heard me share the story. It's a favor. It's from the Book of Joy. Desmond Tutu, who just passed, uh, rest in peace, Desmond Tutu, amazing, amazing man, and his best buddy, the Dalai Lama, have a conversation. And the interviewer is a, a Jewish journalist, so it's a good mix. Great book. Highly recommend it. But in the book, the Dalai Lama is talking about at this time when someone asks him, you know, how can you teach about joy when there's so much pain and suffering in the world? Great question. And his response is perfect. His response is, well, right now, while we're here having this conversation, there are millions of children who are being loved and supported by their parents. I love that answer. That was a very Jesus-like answer. You know how he would answer in, in parables and, and uh, you know, make you think about it. I love that answer. I was so moved by that answer. There are sponsors out there who are willing to listen to the horrific stories of people drowning in addiction, people who make their phone available for emergency relapse relapse texts 24 hours a day 24 hours a day if you need help you need someone to talk to you you're about to fall back into drugs alcohol whatever it is text me 24 hours a day i will make myself available there are organizations from multiple faiths multiple spiritual and religious religious traditions from the free kitchens of the sikhs i went to uh, harimander sahib the the golden temple the largest community kitchen in the world. They say that they feed up to 20,000 people a day. It's amazing. And they don't throw any paper or plastic cups in the garbage. It is something to see. From the free kitchens of the Sikhs, and I also uh, did some uh, seva, uh, Guru Nanak's free kitchen. If you live in Vancouver and you want to support an organization that's doing great things, Guru Nanak's free kitchen. Look them up. From the free kitchens of the Sikhs to the drop-in centers of Christian organizations that provide free meals and places to stay for anyone who needs it in cities all over the world. Let's, that, let's make that our focus. Instead of nitpicking each other on social media. How can I help? How can I serve? How can I be kind? And this is just to name a few. You know, there are all kinds of um, shelters for women and rape relief and you know, people who are just being a good Samaritan, who are going out of their way to be kind. I remember when I was a younger man, you know, I'm still a young man, by the way, but when I was maybe 19-ish, and uh, I had a lot of bad habits, as I mentioned. This is before I went to rehab. No, it was after rehab, so I was in my early 20s. It was after rehab. I was going to university, 
and I was working in a cafe, and there was this indigenous man, his name was Alvin, and he would come into the cafe where I was working, and he was very quiet, and he would clear people's dishes and put them in the dish pit, and I just assumed he worked there. You know, he, he was always around, and I thought, oh, that's so sweet. They gave this little uh, indigenous man some, some work to do, and he's probably retired, I assumed. And he was always there. And and then after I'd worked there for a week or so, I said, you know, oh, you know that guy who works here? And and my coworker said, oh, no, he doesn't work here. He said, really? And I said, he helps so much. They said, no, he just comes in and helps out. And I was like, that's pretty cool. So I started talking to this uh, person, Alvin, and he was very quiet. He didn't say much. You know, he was funny. Like I would kind of be like, how was your day? And he would say, oh, you know, good sun shining, you know, stuff like that. I remember uh, I had asked him, Alvin, what'd you do today? He said, oh, I went to the movies. I said, oh yeah, what'd you see? He said, oh, I don't know. I said, what do you mean you don't know? You went to the movies. He said, well, you know, I just like to go to the movies, order a pop and some popcorn, and then I drink the drink and I eat the popcorn, and when that's gone, I leave. I said, really? You don't finish the movie? He said, ah, the movies are too long and they're not that good anyways. I just go there for the snacks. <laughs> I was like, all right, man. But we had this bond where it was like I just felt very at home with him and he was always looking to help. And I'll never forget, uh, I, I was going to move out of the city where I was living and go to a different university. And him and I, we sat on a bench. We used to sit on this bench and just watch people go by. And we would sit in silence and just sort of look out at the world and, and be contempl contemplative. And he said, so you're leaving? I said, yeah, I'm leaving. I'm going to miss you. He said, I'm going to miss you too. And he gave me a, a card. And inside the card, it says, it's been good getting to know you. Jesus will always be there for you. Take care, Alvin. And inside was a gold cross on a chain that he gave me. And I thought, that's so kind. I also thought, like, Jesus, like, I don't want anything to do with that. I wasn't where I am now. But I was so moved by that at the time. And when I look back at this man who went, he spent his days just helping others, not looking for a handout, not looking for money, not looking for, but just wanting to serve. And I, I sometimes think back and go, was he even real? Like, or was he just like an angel? Or maybe he, this is what it is. He is and was real and he is and was an angel. There's no question about it, you know? And I find if I spend too much time on my phone and on social media, I miss those angels that are operating around us all the time, and I miss my opportunity to play that role, and I want to play that role. <laughs> Forgiveness is the way forward, my friends. That's how you step into that role. What's keeping you from being like Alvin? from being like Jesus. Forgiveness, the word itself, means to give forward, to step into the future with love. We keep slamming the door in people's faces on social media because they're not righteous enough, 
or they don't measure up to our ethical standards. My friend Alvin, just to go back, I'm kind of, I'm kind of feeling the Alvin connection. He told me when he was young, he used to drink and he was a, he was a bad person, he said. And so he does all of this service to bring good into the world, to bring love into the world. And just imagine how many people may have slammed the door on his face and said, nothing good will come out of Alvin. And here I am in the presence of a holy being because someone along the path forgave him and he was committed to the work of forgiveness. That's how I connected with my angel, because of forgiveness, one of many. We keep slamming the door in people's faces on social media because they're not righteous enough or don't measure up to our ethical standards. And we do so without even noticing the effort we are criticizing could be the first step in redemption. Really, do you want to block people from the possibility of redemption, the possibility that they step into their purpose and their vision because they're not good enough for your moral standards? I don't want to stop anyone from beginning a new life. Instead, we condemn them to the muck of their past, refusing any hope for transformation or an opportunity to create a new life when that could blossom with the fruit of love and service, fruit that will only grow from the seeds of mercy and forgiveness. I, for one, want to plant and water those seeds, those seeds of forgiveness. I want to be available for the lost. I want to be there for the addicted and the ones confused by hate. Not just standing pointing a finger. I want to be there for those who've been broken by abuse and trauma. I want to be there to offer a hand of hope. Some of us get so wrapped up in being right that we don't even notice that our need to be right is a hindrance to the basic rights and freedoms of our neighbors. We are all saved by grace. I believe we are all saved by grace, not by works, not by you know, how we measure up, but by grace, and that we all deserve unlimited chances to start again. And there needs to be some structure for that. I get that. I needed structure to get sober, to come back to where I am now. I needed structure, but I needed people who were able to bring some tough love into my life without casting me aside because I wasn't good enough yet. We're all born in original blessing and have the potential to bring love and hope and healing into this world. And what may be separating many of us from living that life is the finger-pointing judgment of the righteous and our collective unwillingness to forgive. Today, I would like to encourage you to practice forgiveness. And if you don't know where to start, or you feel overwhelmed by the vast amount of effort it may require to begin that process, here's a meditation that you can practice. Do it as often as you need. It can help. 
And if you're feeling unloved and or you have people in your life that are difficult to love, just take this on as a practice. Forgiveness is the way forward. And the only way forgiveness works is if we practice it for and with each other. For and with each other. All right, everybody. I'll put the link to the meditation here for you to check out and practice it. Thank you so much for listening. This is a powerful message that came through me last week, and I'm, I just knew that uh, this was going to be a great support for some of you. And then bringing the meditation component, you know, it gives you something tangible that you can do. You can also just start praying that God would open your heart to be an agent of forgiveness and mercy and compassion during this time. I think it's really important. I see so much divisiveness, and I want to play a role in the healing. If you love this show, please share it with your friends. Please share it on your social media. Uh, rate us, review us. And if you could use support in your journey, whether it's mentorship or uh, you want to join courses or whatever it might be, you just want to send me a message and let me know where you're at. I'm open to all of it. Tiagoprem at tiagoprem.com is my email, or you can check out all my other offerings at tiagoprem.com. Go out there, practice forgiveness, and we'll see you next week. Love you.